1: nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And we are your weird aunts. What?
0: (laughs) That's right. The show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. To kick off the first season of the show, we're looking into the quarantines. Mm
1: T-E-E-N-S. We're taking in some of the least popular and possibly most underrated teen shows currently available to stream. And we're breaking them down. We'll discuss how they compare to the shows we had in our day and giving our recommendations for further watching.
0: And look, you may say to yourself, I already have a weird aunt. She manages a dispensary in Sedona. I get it. (laughs) But we're here for you, too, because we've been living in a quarantine of our own design for decades now. And we have seen it all. And what we're here to provide to you is we are going to watch... Every weird Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, whatever we can borrow or steal from our more (laughs) responsible family members, and we will report back to you. And so maybe maybe you won't have to stream them or watch them. It won't be a waste of time, and we're happy to do it because that's what your weird aunties do. That and send you edibles in the mail, even if you don't ask for them. (laughs) Yeah. Because we love you. And you look great. So, for our first episode, we watched the series Daybreak. And Auntie Ruth, why don't you give them just a, a cursory explanation, the Wikipedia explanation of what Daybreak is. So so they know where we're starting um, from.
1: Well, the Wikipedia description, mm-hmm. uh, it says... The series follows the story of seventeen-year-old Canadian high school outcast Josh Wheeler, who's searching for his missing British girlfriend Sam Dean in post-apocalyptic Glendale, California. <laughs> He's joined by a ragtag group of misfits, including ten-year-old pyromaniac, Angelica, and Josh's former high school buddy, Wesley. Buddy, nope, bully, <laughs> who, is <now> pacif- <laughs> who is now a pacifist who is now a pacifist would be samurai. Josh tries to survive amongst the hordes of Mad Max style gangs, evil jocks cheerleaders turned into Amazonian warriors, zombie-like creatures called ghoulies, and everything else this brave new world throws at him.
0: All right. So that's a, that's a pretty good overview. So where we're starting now is, now, there's a lot of, uh, a series of unfortunate events for this show, which is, it didn't didn't quite make it to the quarantine where i think it would have fit, it would have fit in better because i think yeah. everybody was like oh we are in fact in a bit of a post apocalyptic hellscape at the moment it makes sense but at yeah. the, but when it everybody was feeling great you know yeah we, we didn't have masks we didn't have a virus going around like we were going to coachella we were like standing really close oh. to each other in elevators feeling great about it. But
1: I was not feeling great about it. <laughs> <That's> but... Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you still enjoyed your personal space. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were feeling great. About it. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't quite the end All of right, the world women. as we know it. Not for this one. <laughs> you you in fact were never feeling fine. <laughs> no. Okay. No. I love it. Fair enough. <laughs> and you know, now that we're on this subject, I wasn't going to music festivals and I wasn't feeling great in crowds, if we're being honest. So yeah. I don't really miss them. Fuck crowds. But um, yeah, so it it debuted a little early, because I feel like if it if it had been released during the quarantine, I think people would have connected to that feeling a little bit more. So there was a lot yeah. of unlucky happenstances around this, but I do think, you know, revisiting it, um, you know, there were some problems, but um, there were some bright spots, too. So it was adapted from a comic and it was adapted by um, Aaron. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Do you want me to try? Yes. I want you to mess it up, not me. (laughs) (laughs) You take this hit. Aaron Eli
1: Callioty? Calliope?
0: Cal Calliope. <laughs> Calliope. Aaron Calliope. Aaron <laughs> Calliope. Aaron Calliope. Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Payton, who's a Canadian. Yeah. No, I don't know if he changed the lead to a Canadian because he was Canadian. But um Well, we mean, they never know.
1: Yeah, because the the actor who plays Josh is not Canadian in real life, right?
0: Yeah, kind of weird. But he does say sorry, sorry. He says sorry, and I wonder when he does apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But it's too late to apologize. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Honestly, it was. Uh, And I was like, did they get a dialect coach or did he have to like listen to YouTube videos or? So Brad Payton, and he was responsible for um, the movies San Andreas and Rampage, which both featured the rock. And you could see that influence with, um, there were a couple of apocalyptic hybrid creatures that featured in this, like, In the there was like a huge. There were pugs that were large. The pugs. Yeah, they were pugs. I liked the (laughs) large pugs. And there was
1: the the what were they? You'd see them uh, squirrels. I don't know. Yeah, there were
0: squirrels that that had armor. Did you? I think they had like leather. I don't. I don't know who designed it or who put it on them. It was
1: cute. I don't know. I like it though.
0: (laughs) I was. I was definitely a fan. I don't. Like, I don't know how many leather daddies there were in Glendale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after watching it, I think there were. (laughs) There had to have been a couple because that was was the other thing. Okay, so so what essentially happens is there's an apocalyptic event and the only people that weren't affected were children. Although we never see any children that are under. We we only have one 10 year old. But but we only see teenagers. Yeah. There aren't really any other kids. Where's
1: everybody else? And it's only the one group, well, not group, groups of teenagers that we ever get to see. I mean, Glendale has to be bigger than that, right? I assume. I don't know. Right. It was like only
0: one high school that seemed to be around. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of plot holes. You're really just going to have to live with that. Yeah, there are a <laughs> lot. Because there's also <laughs> the other thing is that some adults died, right? But then some yeah. were converted into zombies that are called ghoulies. Yes. And the ghoulies. Now a lot of people know that there are like several kinds of zombies, right? There's like the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah. Um that are just like, you know, they just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. But they're not really fast. There's, yeah, like, like, the train to Busan zombies where they are fast as fudge. And they, I don't know. Yeah. And so you got to be really careful. Like, athletic zombies. I'm not sure, like, what strain they have. But th- these are not them. Um, no. These are not them. There's, like, Night of the Living Dead zombies where they just, they will break down. They're, like, they'll hear something and they will break into the establishment.
1: Like, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. But these zombies are apparently like they, the last thing they said in their life, they just keep repeating.
1: Keep repeating.
0: (laughs) Now, do you remember?
1: Yeah.
0: What was your favorite? (laughs)
1: <laughs> the one that said um, the gal that started coming towards them <laughs> very slowly and was saying that there was um, a sale on leggings at Lululemon <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like a really sad purgatory to be stuck in
1: you know I
0: know like just to be stuck in that moment and there was another she,
1: I, I'm assuming she never got there she never got to purchase her leggings but there was a sale athletic wear. do you know what I mean yeah Like to be so driven. I feel like athletic wear would have
0: been good for them too. I know to wear. I know to be stuck, to be stuck in jeans to not even get to the, the athleisure. Yeah, forever
1: athleisure.
0: Athleisure for pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just made something up. Yeah, athleisure for your (laughs) pleasure. Um, and so. And then the other guy was like, oh, today's my cheat day. <laughs> but so, yeah, they were they were not aggressive. And if you were to no. be bitten by them, you would not turn into them. So, right. It was kind of like having like kind of like a vicious Maltese, you know, like if yeah. I bit you it like you would be like, hey, okay. yeah, yeah. Or like an elderly Maltese, like, with the, that didn't have teeth anymore. Like, you're like, oh. Oh. You know? Oh, like my dog. Yeah, you're like, oh, marshmallow. You vicious little bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not gonna ruin your day. Um.
1: <laughs> but didn't they eat people? Or
0: something? Well, that's the thing. There was only, there was a category, there was only two adults that were these kind of mutant, Characters, right? That yeah. were straight up cannibals. Yeah. That, um, it was, it was Baron Triumph, Baron von Triumph, and yeah. the witch slash. Baron von, Baron von Triumph. Okay, wait, am I making <laughs> that up? Is his name not Baron von Triumph? It's just Baron Triumph. I didn't, did I add the von? Is there not a von in there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> zombie ba- Baron Von Trapp. Baron Von Traf.
0: Zombie
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was the goggles or something. And he sings Edelweiss. Edelweiss are his last words. <laughs> no,
0: <that's>... And... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. So, and then, so these teenagers... Oh, you know, I, I ended up reading... Well, it's funny because I was actually just trying to figure out how to pronounce his last name, Calliope's last name. And yeah, I ended up reading like um, like what his intentions were before the series, like morally and that the teenagers were, they were going to try to rebuild a better world, you know, that the, they would have mm-hmm. a different sort of code of ethics and, you know, they, they were trying to figure it out and that it would be sort of chaotic at first. And that's really kind of what you see. Um And they do uh, uh, initially, it's like a very tribal thing. And that you see this group where like the jocks kind of look like Mad Max slash Adamant. <laughs> you remember what Adamant had? I wish. <laughs> do you remember when he had that sort of like football pad phase? Do you remember like where it was just like the shoulder pads, but like with no shirt? Okay, I'll just, mm. I'll have to send you those pictures later, but it's a very it is. psychosexual memory I have from the 80s, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the appropriated Native American. Well, look, there's
0: that. Which is. And then there's the, oh, God, print, there's like a, is it Prince Charming, that video where. <gasps> okay, where he's like. Oh, where he, uh,. He's like a...
1: Kind of like old-timey... hmm
0: He's like a... Um, yeah. Like a... Bandit? <laughs> he's he's a bandit, but he's also like a French aristocrat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's I'll it. take it all
1: out of me. Look, look. Come as you are, baby.
0: <laughs> Come as you are. <laughs> Woo! But yeah, so there's the jocks there's the, um, the that are like this sort of Mad Max. Look, it's very something... Mm -hmm. And then they have the cheerleaders that are sort of glamazons. But so the thing of it is, is that um, they end up having the the two leads are Josh and Sam. And Josh this whole time is trying to reunite with his beloved Sam. Right. And so you would think that this is like a hero's journey. Right. Like he's, you know. Like, Hercules going through all these, you know. Well, I mean,
1: do we want to, like, introduce how they met Josh and Sam? Sure. Uh, Because he was new from Canada to Glendale, and uh, he needed help being shown around the school, Mm -hmm. and that just so happened to be British Sam. Right. What was her name?
0: Samira. Her
1: full name? Samira. Um, she has these, uh, blonde beachy waves.
0: Right. Which is a must. Blonde beachy waves. Which is a must for a female lead.
1: In these shows, yes. I, yeah. Um, so she showed him around the school and was introducing him to the different cliques, which end up changing after the apocalypse happens. And, um, I wanted to, to kind of spotlight one group that i didn't notice after the apocalypse and if uh they were around i don't know where the hell they went but um she introduced one group and it was the goth kids and instead of being called goth she called them creepy pasta
0: mm-hmm. i don't approve yeah. of that no i <laughs> seriously i just totally forgot the name what is the Oh yeah, Slenderman! <laughs> I forgot my husband's Slenderman name. Slenderman was my beloved's name. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> After all I've done for him. Well, you know because, <laughs> well, I'm—he's building me a house in the woods, um, as you know, to so, uh, to kidnap the kids, obviously. <laughs> Their parents don't appreciate him. Uh,
1: well, who does? Slenderman's that boy. Who understands it but you?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's the name of my first album, as you know. Slenderman's my boyfriend. And, um, <laughs> you know, because you're on keyboards. And, uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Slenderman's my boyfriend. Um, but yeah, you would think of anybody, the, the person, the, the people that would be, incredibly resilient would be the goth kids. Like, the, yeah. I, I feel like they would be the ones that number one would not be surprised and no. would be like emotionally able to handle a tragic turn of events. Yeah. Because
1: uh, I feel like, I feel like they should have been the ones that took over the church. Um, absolutely. Whereas the, the golf jocks took over mm. The uh the church absolutely not and I'm like, huh? Hey? where did the goth kids go? I
0: I I don't know. I'm so yeah. We so we have this romance that's introduced between easily the two most boring characters, <laughs> <laughs> most forgettable, Josh and Sam. most unlikable. Um, yeah, the two leads, yeah, Josh and Samira, and um, so the what happens is there's a a bomb that's dropped and um, we find out that they have had some, an argument right, right before this. Yes. The, and he's going to meet her and then he's spent the, I guess, six months looking for her. Yes. Right. And um, again, and we're jumping around, I guess all of these different groups and, Essentially, almost every episode is a different, a different character's, like, point of view or perspective.
1: I think at first, like, they, they kind of show the different groups. They introduce the, um, not necessarily leaders, but the, uh, the characters, the main characters of the show and their, you know, how they got where they are, what their past was. Right. Before the, uh. apocalypse
0: right so (laughs) it kind of you know
1: which i loved i liked that they did those episodes a lot
0: yeah i do too i mean because it right it showed like growth like the personal growth and and you know it's it's i guess like anybody's coming of age story right so it's Mm -hmm. but it's you know definitely enhanced by this like traumatic event and you see like How they're all, how they're all coping with this, um, and how they became what they became. Oh, oh! So an interesting turn of events is that one of the methods that they use is that like fourth-walled cheat where they speak to the camera. Well, really, only only Josh, only Josh. does, yeah. And so, uh, and that happens in the comic. And so, um, Brad Payton, when he originally was adapting it he was like oh that's that's kind of like ferris bueller and um
1: yes very Ferris bueller
0: and so when he did that when he was adapting it he actually um approached matthew broderick about doing a part on the show which they ended up doing he plays the principal yes so uh he shows up but yeah, it does have that sort of oh, and it's funny because um when I was reading about um the other creator, he talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer also being a big Really Yeah, a big inspo. Because of the comedy horror mixture being able to
1: I wish I would have I wish I would have gotten that from this show because I did it really.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. There's a lot, that, that's, the, that's the thing, there's a lot that, there's a, there was a lot of expectation and a lot of hope that wasn't quite met. Yeah. You know, well, a lot of potential. I think,
1: like, I think, so, like, the first episode when they introduced Matthew Broderick's principal character, I thought it was really funny because, um, I mean, you, you kind of notice, like, off the bat that... Especially from Josh talking to the camera. I was like, oh, this is very Ferris Bueller, obviously. <laughs> and um, and then they had Matthew Broderick. And he was kind of trying to speak in slang, bringing in the kids, trying right. to be cool. And, like, the cool teacher, principal, whatever. And um, at first I was like, oh, God. And I hated it. I was like, is this going to be one of those shows? (laughs) It's like pandery. But then it it turned out to not be that way. It was a lot at the beginning. And then it sort of petered off once they um, actually had the story. And he wasn't just talking to the camera all the time. Once they introduced the characters.
0: Yeah. I think for me, it was the way that he described it. uh, the, one of the show creators described it was that there were it was like having like seven different pilots you know with each character it was like oh. having a different pilot you know where you're introducing yeah. like a whole different universe a whole different origin story like just from the very beginning and it it definitely felt that way yeah
1: it did especially with wesley exactly like when wesley when he meets up with wesley i was like oh <gasps>
0: I mean, that episode, so there's this character um, of Wesley Fist who is, um, or- originally he's like a bully figure, but then he ends up being his friend, and um, he sort of presents as a-, a samurai, but also as a pacifist.
1: Ugh. I loved it <sighs> so
0: much. And, like, they get the RZA from Wu-Tang to narrate it.
1: Yes, to narrate. Mm-hmm. And it's written That episode was so good. Riz is so amazing because you know he knows all about the Samurai culture. Oh. And to sure. have him narrate it. Ugh. And then, like the style in that episode was like it was just artistically beautiful. And then you learned so much about Wesley too.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, his
1: personal life. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, and it it has that same it, it's, like, very much like the, the narrative of the Wu-Tang, which is, you know, the that they had the... They found that same sort of strength and bind, like, with each other, the same... Like, the tale of this samurai and, you know, it's, like, the parallel yeah. and being able to get him in there. It was written by Ira Madison III, who's, like, uh, just, a, like, a funny writer. Like, he does a really good... Anyway, so, like, the, that yeah. episode was, like, amazing. And then there were... Uh, Yeah, um, Oh, and the other thing was that there were other episodes where, um, you know, they had the director who was a a part, a member of the state, which we've talked about before, that it was a show in the 90s and uh, on MTV, but they went on to do, like, Viva Variety and Reno 911 and, like, just... Connie, like Thomas Lennon and Michael Ian Black and like Carrie Kenny and just everybody, like huge comic stars. But so when the, he directed some of the, like the funniest episodes, like Kim Marino, like was on it. And so, like just <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, so there were like episodes that were so strong. And then there was just elements that did not work, you know? So yeah, you just
1: usually with Josh,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So you just I just had to wonder, like, you know, I just you know, you just had to wonder, was everybody not on the same page? I don't know.
1: It kind of seemed that way. Yeah. Another episode I really liked was um, with the ten-year-old little girl Angelica. Yeah. She was so cute. She was so like, uh, angsty. I, I think she's older than they wanted her to be, but, yeah. um, like, <laughs> maybe more 13 than 10. But anyways, she wore those really cute, um, wheelies. Yeah. The Doc Martin wheelies oh, yeah. to get everywhere. And then, like, she was homeschooled and was this genius. And, uh, instead of wanting to, you know, go on to academia, she, <laughs> she ended up, <laughs> she she uh wanted to be rebellious and she ended up making drugs for the high school kids and selling them drugs yeah which i mean yeah make some money
0: yeah i do it yeah i think (laughs) i think that's an admirable goal um yeah no i thought she was great oh and then I, i can't believe we haven't even talked about this but obviously obviously the best character of the whole series was the weird aunt who
1: the weird aunt
0: features prominently in every quarantine uh, but in every teen drama <laughs> there's almost always yeah. a weird aunt because or, or a confirmed bachelor wink wink uh, you know <laughs> or irresponsible uncle um but because they're always the one that Believes that you're a werewolf or believes that the CIA is following you or, you know.
1: Doesn't even question
0: it. They don't even, look, they don't need to know. They don't need to know any more no. of the details. They'll get you a gun. They'll drive you to yeah. Mexico. Like, they. <laughs> <laughs> what? D- say no more. <laughs> like, say yes. no more. Like,
1: that's. Miss Crumble. Miss <laughs> Crumble. The teacher. The, the sweet, I mean, she's just so sweet as a teacher, yeah. and then, uh, she ends up turning goth.
0: I mean, you mean miraculously turning goth, like, oh, welcome yes. to the club, Miss Crumble.
1: She, I think she was always there, when you look at her actual episode and the flashbacks where <sighs> she has the, the all girl, the, uh. Latina Smith's cover band the,
0: the the best band of all time you mean yeah
1: yes absolutely it was
0: so good that's the thing it was like almost too good and when i i of course i had to look her up on imdb and she like her career like she was like on smash she was on all these like she has like a broadway career like she's a vocalist yeah so yeah i was like man she was not wasting those vocals on those beautiful she things.
1: kind of um, I kind of wrote down that she reminds me a little bit of like Aubrey Plaza. Absolutely. Um, maybe like even Parker Posey ish.
0: Yeah, and um, but she was in Dream a Little Dream and Adventures of Natigan, <gasps> Oh, Natigan was oh, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, Meredith Salinger. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's... Nattie Gann was my favorite. I mean, can I just interrupt this podcast just to say, please watch this so Gann. so good. Because it's so good. She's so independent. She's got a wolf. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> She's trying to find her dad. She's got a wolf. Amazing. She's riding the rails. She's got a wolf. She's riding
0: the rails. She's having adventures. During depression, right? Yeah.
1: Ugh. Oh, that movie. <laughs> so good.
0: Uh, i don't even know why I, she just has a plucky spirit i guess um yeah. <laughs> just visually um but oh yeah so she has so she she turned into
1: um a ghoulie kind of
0: yes but also some kind of supernatural being as well yeah um and i think that has something to do with this miss, i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah. <laughs> I feel like if she sure. had
0: not been in a Smith's cover band, she would not have become magical.
1: She would not have been able to use her intelligence no. to save multiple people instead of eating them. Yes. Did she still have um, the same symptoms as some of the ghoulies? Sure. Yeah. She couldn't handle the noise. You know what? She freaked out if she handled the noise. You know what? Because
0: Mita's murder. She knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. murder. She was vegetarian, right? Wait.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Let's say yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, she wanted to be. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, but that's the thing. So that's a trend. There's a couple of trends that uh, through this series that we will recognize. Number one, there's always a weird ant that pops up. Number two, yes. beachy waves. Uh, is Ugh. they're always gonna the the leads are always going to be disappointing and boring their friends are always <laughs> going to be wildly diverse and a hundred times Amazing. more interesting yes Yeah. <sighs> which is sad that's not our fault we don't cast it i mean obviously if we cast it it would be totally different <sighs> so yeah yeah um we don't want to spoil it but obviously we're going to spoil it you know i mean but love it but look i mean a bomb went off it's the apocalypse what do you think is gonna happen Oh, well, that
1: happens in the first episode. Right, you know that. That's okay. I yeah. mean... I just read it to you. I, mean, I just read it. It's fine.
0: Right. No. right, guys. The bomb doesn't not go off. It goes off. It doesn't un-go yeah. off. <laughs> no. But, so... um, So there's, like, you know... The other thing that is confusing about this is, you know, like you said, it was difficult for me to understand... What was at stake for these kids? Like, what were they scared of? Why were they fighting each other? Because, again, this is only six months after the bomb went off. So, you know, they had, like, we were to understand that there were solar panels, so they had energy. The water was still on. Like, I saw water. There was fresh fruit, apparently. Because I saw them practicing (laughs) with watermelons. And I was like, why are you Why are you practicing, like, fruit ninja style without watermelon? That's got to be valuable.
1: Well, in six months, you can't grow a damn melon. Can you? Maybe you like, can. Maybe you can. <laughs> in Glendale, anything is Well, possible. here's the other thing is
0: that what I should have mentioned earlier is that they end up hanging out at the mall, which, as we or all know, melon. is in every zombie movie, go to the mall. Like, you have to go. Like, yeah. that's that's where everybody likes to hang out.
1: Or... Or every teen movie, you should end up in the mall, right?
0: And well, that was the other thing because they were like, <laughs> like using the deep fryer and stuff. But yeah, and then they had a watermelon again. I was like, where did you get these watermelons? And so you know, I don't know. But, like somebody was saying that because there was like a like a 4-H club that was like doing some breeding or something. But I was like, I oh yeah yeah yeah. There were the the farmer kids. Oh duh. Hello. I, like, seriously, I don't believe anybody was, I I just don't feel like you would have been that casual with a watermelon. I feel like that would be real prized. Because,
1: <laughs> you know, keeps you hydrated. I was like, if
0: Delicious. you, I, I'm just saying like, I would have, I don't know, I would have used like a basketball or something. I just, <laughs> I didn't feel, I'm like, what are the stakes here? you just being all loosey-goosey with fresh produce like that. The apocalypse. Yeah. I'm like, where's that water coming from? You know? Like what are the dams still working? Like what's going on? I it doesn't make any sense. Well,
1: it's only been six months, so maybe I <sighs> just I don't What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen in these following years when they become adults? <sighs> but yeah, like they're not thinking ahead at all. But I mean I think that's I think that's mostly because, you know, they're being teenagers. And they are thinking for right now, when I was a teenager, I wasn't thinking about, like, oh, shit, what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, like, they're they're thinking about, like, how can I be the best? How can I take over everything? How can I own all of Glendale?
0: Yeah. That's left? Maybe stop rating Sephora. You know, because Love. their looks, and I was spelling that L-E-W-K-S. Yeah. Like, those were definitely on point. But maybe you should go to the, like, hydroelectric power plant and start, like, assign somebody the manuals. <laughs> you know?
1: I would have gone to Sephora. <laughs> like, seriously. Sorry. Like,
0: like granted, like, Michaela, like, eyeliner on point. But, like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do in five years? Like, what's, you know, is, like, everything irradiated? What's going on? Can we eat the fish? Is it safe? Like. No. I feel like they're not thinking not it through. No, it's like the pugs. The pugs <laughs> are
1: like... Can you eat pug meat? Attack. Oh. <laughs> gross. I wouldn't. No. No. I definitely... I'd, I'd become friends with the 4-H kids and...
0: Oh, 100%. You know.
1: Just... Uh, see, and I, I, I... Watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I probably would have tried to join the Glamazon... Glamazon? The cheerleaders. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, wait. The- because... am i just take is that just a rupaul reference on glamazon there (laughs) (laughs) it has to be it's like so sunken into my skull at this point they're glamazons now
1: (laughs) but they're like total i mean it's like wonder woman you know they amazonian badass they they only allow women in the group Mm -hmm. um You know, you have to pass a test. It's brilliant.
0: I would have wanted to be in that. And I get that. But they could, like, work security for who's ever growing those watermelons. (laughs) 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 That's the thing. So, (laughs) (laughs) you just need to think it through. But, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, I just... Give props. I do want to say that there was some strong, strong character work by Turbo. Um, Turbo. That was my favorite character by far. Yeah.
1: He didn't talk. He was the lead jock. Turbo. I'll never remember his last name. Turbo. It was. Oh,
0: wait. I, I, I wrote it Bro-jock? down. It is. Um. Oh, I, oh, Turbo Brojock Pukowski.
1: Pukowski. (laughs) Pukowski.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I swear. Not to be
1: confused with Bukowski. I mean,
0: this kid was like honestly giving me Brando in Apocalypse, uh, in Apocalypse (gasps) Now. Yes. Like it was, it was so good. I can't tell you. He got to me.
1: James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. You're tearing me apart. Yeah. Whew. He couldn't talk, but god, you knew he was thinking that. Especially He was with god.
0: a motinga. A motinga. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was good. But um yeah, I think
1: um oh, and then also his um uh, his uh, ugh, I don't want to call her sidekick, his uh right-hand woman gal uh woman thank you Um, his gal friday
0: yeah mona (laughs) mona lisa mona lisa yeah she was definitely yeah she was amazing oh again it was so sad because um as with a lot of these shows it was it was in fact the side characters that had the most to give yeah I would have liked to have gotten more
1: screen time, and then when we get to the mall <coughs> and we have all the kids, all the misfits, yeah, you know, still didn't see the goths, but um, you have all the the misfits from high school that that didn't really um have their own group. they created a group at the mall,
0: and you'll never guess what their name was. <laughs> What was what was it, Auntie Gina? It was
1: Daybreakers. Daybreakers.
0: Daybreakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, the Daybreakers had a couple of really good characters. Um, Eli. We, I mean, Eli. We can include and yeah. Uh, he's the one that initially took over the mall by his little lonely self. Yeah. Because he didn't have anybody. And, um, you know, I think he wanted to, since he grew up, you know, not really fitting in and not having all the name brand stuff, he decided to take over what everybody wanted. But he didn't want to
0: let anybody in. Mm-mm. It's almost, I mean, Little Eli. it's almost a metaphor, don't you think? Absolutely. Aren't we all, Eli? Well. Not me. I mean, I was filthy rich my whole life, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah.
1: And then there was, uh, KJ.
0: Oh, that's right. Which should have been, should have been the female lead. The female lead we deserved. Wanted and deserved. Yes. Yes. Yeah, again, the female Levy we deserved. The one who... What's wrong? Oh. My little old baby's talking.
1: <laughs> my little old Barnaby. Oh, sweet Barnaby. <laughs> I, saw, I,
0: saw, I saw... I
1: saw I saw him, <laughs> I saw him stretching his legs
0: back there. <laughs> I have...
1: Yeah, I have a little... A little old toy poodle. Oh, Barnaby. I mean, Barnaby. Barnaby Bojangle. Oh,
0: buddy. He is. <laughs> yeah.
1: he's really he's, explored he's the space problems. back there. Okay. He's awake now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. He's making another nest. Okay. We're okay. So.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, saw it. I saw him before you did <laughs> <laughs> he was nudging in here like, What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, and it's like um that's the other thing is that so the the two leads they do end up finding one another and um yeah. you know it's not the magic that you thought it was gonna be. No. I didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> they had don't. magic
1: though at that point.
0: But yeah. you know, it's kind of like a uh, young love in that way where it feels like a mistake. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It really was. It feels
0: like a mistake, but um so Do you I, wanna mention what happened with them? Or am I jumping too far? No, ahead? no, no, that's fine. It is I guess it's definitely time. Do you want uh, And this is, like, this is the thing, this kind of, you know, when you're, like. We already hated Josh. Well, here's the thing, because, you know, you know that gif where Tyra's, like, I was rooting for you? Yeah. Yeah. This is that moment where I was, like, I was rooting for you. Yeah. And uh, so there's this point where (sighs) the two characters have a fight. The two leads have a fight. And there's a million ways they could have written this fight. Like people get in fights all the time. Yeah, but this is the one they chose and I didn't like it.
1: Nobody is going to like it. It was garbage. So like Mm-mm. they're making out. They're going to they're going to get to it. They're going to go to the bedroom. They're going to get to it. He sets up the bedroom with some silky sheets. He I don't know, lights candles. I don't even remember. But He's like, yeah, we're going to do this. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And then, come to find out, she's not a virgin. Like, he's a virgin. And he doesn't like that.
0: Mm -mm. He's not comfortable with that. No, he's not. And, um... He, like... In uh, fact. Yeah. The thing is, is that he also... He, at the same time, he receives, like, very bad news. And so... Like, those things, receiving receiving those two things at the same time, like a blow to his ego and bad news, he decides, rather than to talk about it, <laughs> be vulnerable, <laughs> just say how he feels, um, he calls her a slut.
1: Yeah. Because she's not a virgin. Can, I think he should be Brojock. His name should be Brojock not our precious turbo i know it
0: was i mean what's the worst thing turbo ever did murder a couple people he didn't call anybody yeah, a slut I mean,
1: it's because they were really shitty at karaoke can you blame him no
0: no yeah like if we lived in a lawless immoral society i'd kill people who are bad at karaoke as well absolutely but i'd never call anybody a <laughs> slut no no
1: i'd be uh. What? i'd be all over the
0: place do you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't think I've ever, ever called anybody a slut. To be honest, because I'm, I've always been kind of jealous of people that have been that, oh. <laughs> that free and easy. I look back on my life and regret so many
1: <sighs> slutty things I could have done yes, and I didn't. Yes,
0: on. You know what? And that's the lesson here. You know, just just be safe. Be safe. You know, and really just, you know. I mean, take those chances when you have the chance.
1: Enjoy your you. Enjoy your life. Please. That's my
0: advice. Enjoy your life. I mean, be safe. Yeah. Don't squander it. Oh, okay. So what we wanted to do, right, is like at the end of every show, we wanted to do... Um, We wanted to put something... If we had the chance... To put a soundtrack together, what would we put on the soundtrack of this show? And I had a title, and I'm saving it. I have not. I have not told Auntie Ruth
1: what it was. No, you haven't. <laughs>
0: um, okay. We're <laughs> we're your weird ants, and we like to dance. Is one of them? <laughs> or give us a chance, we're your weird ants, and we like to dance. We have oh. ants in our pants, and we have to dance and. I don't know. There's like a hundred variations I of like that. I like that one. Working on it. Um, so what is where you're it? Where are your, your weird ants? We like to dance. What was your choice for the soundtrack of daybreak? Uh,
1: what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Or
0: yeah, if you could, if you could put anything on the soundtrack,
1: I like your suggestion of some Adam ant, some like deep cuts though. I don't want to hear goody two shoes. It's okay. um, I'd like to hear uh, more okay, this is freaking controversial. Uh, Forgive me. Yeah. But I would like to hear more Smith. Yes. Um especially with Miss Crumble. Yes. Um, maybe some Bowie. Ooh, which one? Some some we could be heroes. <gasps>
0: okay. Some yeah. Alright. Well, you know what my But not
1: Josh, not Josh and Sam. They can't no, be shit. They
0: can't do it. If anything, it should be Miss Crumble and Angelica. Mm.
1: Yes, absolutely. And KJ. Yeah.
0: So I so this was my vision. I had yeah. it was when every there was like an episode towards the end where everybody's relationship was in peril. So it was Turbo and Wesley. Wesley. Turbo and Wesley. Um God, just everybody. And like oh, and this was after Eli and just everybody was sad. And, um, I think they should play. And they had, um, I think they should play. Oh, uh, please, please, please let me get what I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: you know, one thing I think they did get right was at the end, um, when they, when they teased it, they did play, they kind of did an homage to 16 candles and they played Thompson twins. Oh, I, I caught that too because that's what I was
0: about to. Ugh. That's what I was going to say, because that's the song they played when Ducky was in his room for Pretty in Pink. And I was like, that's why it would work. Anyway. So, yeah, that's Miss Song. But also in the big fight scene, they could have played Ballroom Blitz, which I know is from the 70s. Ooh. But they did so? remake it for the 90s. And were old. Yeah. Got
1: it. Love that that song. was a good cover.
0: So, yeah. I love that song though.
1: Yeah, it's very <sighs> good.
0: Now, with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show.
1: Uh, you can send in your recommendations of music, movies, and shows that you want us to check out. We'd like to hear from you.
0: Um, you can find us on Twitter at Your Weird Ants, Instagram at Your Weird Aunts. Uh, at our Facebook page, Your Weird Ants, or email us at yourweirdaunts@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Yes.
1: Uh, be sure to check out the episode description for your auntie's to-do list for all the stuff we mentioned that you might want to look into for yourself. Um, and also, please don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your other podcasts.
0: Join us next time when we take a look at The Order. Yes. Thanks again from your Auntie Ruth. And your Auntie Gina. Your weird weird. ants. Your weird ants. (laughs)